This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw Audio Experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my newest podcast episode, I'll break down the evolving hydration category and explain where I think it goes next. But before we get started, I would love if you took 48 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Isotonic beverages, sports drinks, or hydration products, whatever you call them, blurring lines and new positionings, are creating one heck of a fascinating CPG category. For those looking beyond water for their hydration needs, the market is heavy with functional beverages and powdered supplements. While just about every CPG category has been filled with brands skating on ice trying to meet the ever-changing consumer demands, none closely compared to the hydration category that was once defined pretty much only by the sports drink Gatorade. It's that cat and mouse business game, which is blurring the lines between category, brand, function, and format. But you'll see throughout the journey, which we will take in this content together, that the functional CPG category isn't so much about invention as it is about incremental innovation. So I won't bore you with the categorical history lesson, but how can we really do a piece of content on the non-water hydration category and not talk about the category creator Gatorade? Though the product was invented in 1965 to help the University of Florida athletes, it doesn't begin disseminating across college athletic programs until two years later in 1967. But Gatorade didn't meaningfully expand until 1983 when the Quaker Oats Company acquired the beverage brand and injected its vast sales and marketing resources into it. One such investment was to expand the sports marketing that Gatorade started in 1968 with the NFL. The key sports league targeted was the NBA that was expanding quickly in the United States. That 1984 NBA sponsorship led them to expanding their sports marketing strategy to sponsor their first athlete in 1991. I think we all remember the famous Be Like Mike marketing campaign, but I share all this like historical detail because it sets the tone for the rest of this content. It is really the foundation. As I mentioned before, this CPG category, like all other categories, isn't so much about invention today as it is about innovation. Invention is creating a totally new thing. Gatorade was something totally new. Today, if you want to create something that has a lasting impact on the CPG world, it needs to be a combination of new yet familiar. Do something too closely related to the market leader and people won't take notice, but do something too novel and they'll be confused. 
In the CPG industry, most successful products do not arrive out of nowhere. They're remixes of existing ones. That brings us to Body Armor, another sports drink which is familiar, but its better mousetrap aspect was mostly around the product containing natural ingredients, no artificial flavors, no artificial dyes. That kind of better for you product differentiation led to an increasingly diverse set of consumer cohorts that expanded the category into everyday hydration. Another like new element was that Body Armor invited athletes onto its cap table when it was a private company. But by and large, Body Armor used the Gatorade playbook of sports marketing, which has led them to really spending out the wazoo since the company was founded in 2011. I'm going to kind of jump around a little bit here, so bear with me, but I want to mention BioSteel. This upstart was actually founded two years before Body Armor, but it didn't make a material impact on the category until Canopy Growth Corporation acquired the brand a few years ago and started to roll out the RTD beverage format. I mentioned BioSteel, though, because one... Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. They're using the body armor kind of product and sports marketing playbook now, but with the original kind of Gatorade athlete focus. And then secondly, they started as a powdered supplement company where Gatorade and Body Armor were beverage brands first and foremost. Now, BioSteel wasn't the first powdered hydration supplement. I honestly have no idea who that was and I didn't really feel like tracking it down in this content, but it doesn't really matter because first to market or having first mover advantage doesn't make you a category creator. The powdered hydration product category creator, at least in my mind, would be Liquid IV. The Liquid IV founders had some of the same like Gatorade product frustrations that sparked the creation of Body Armor and BioSteel. They also used the Body Armor kind of athlete investor game plan, but it's important to note that the brand expanded it a little bit to include influencers or like celebrities. Instead of going all sports marketing strategy though, since the link between hydration and high-intensity sports competition had been well-established in the market, Liquid IV was inspired by body armor attracting everyday active individuals. Where body armor took one small step, Liquid IV took one giant leap forward in democratizing the hydration category. Liquid IV rode the mainstreaming effect that has hit all kind of sports nutrition adjacent CPG categories. Almost every hydration category consumer isn't a professional athlete or somebody competing in some sporting event. That makes the current high intensity sports marketing not super relatable to their lives. Almost all hydration category consumers consider themselves to be living an active lifestyle. It might not be the same legacy definition of active lifestyle that some of us hold in our heads, but 
a busy individual with a schedule packed with everyday activities and then maybe adding in something like walking a trail or maybe jumping on a Peloton once a week is the expanding definition that Liquid IV saw as an opportunity. While that democratization will play out again soon, I want to kind of bring up another element in this categorical journey, and that is Liquid IV's decision to focus on powders, which are much more profitable and easier to ship or sell online. The brand grew during the height of the Facebook marketing arbitrage era and used that e-commerce momentum to expand into a sales channel strategy that moved Liquid IV towards the market ubiquity you see today. So where did the liquid IV effect take us next? It really splintered into two paths. The first is best personified by kind of talking about Prime, the brand co-founded by mega YouTubers Logan Paul and KSI in a partnership with Congo Brands, which is the portfolio that owns Alani New. Gatorade was all about athlete endorsement deals. Body Armor, BioSteel, and Liquid IV gave athletes or celebrity endorsers a small fraction of equity in the company. Whereas Prime leaned into the creator economy by making them a large equity holder and hands-on business faces of the brand. The celebrity slash creator packaged goods trend is one that sees the most popular celebrities or creators of today becoming the biggest CPG brands of tomorrow. It took less than a year to become the fifth largest sports drink brand in America. How did they do this with fractions of the marketing spend that it took Body Armor to reach that level years ago? When you hit on the kind of right celebrity plus right product element, you can pull forward brand awareness to a level that takes competitors years or many millions of dollars. The major benefit of this celebrity packaged goods trend is that Logan Paul and KSI are masters at winning the consumer attention through today's kingmakers, aka the digital platform algorithms. Prime also ran with the opportunity Liquid IV created by them targeting consumers in a different way that wasn't being done in the marketplace. Prime is making the category fun and introducing a new younger demographic to the traditional sports drink market. That categorical incrementality is appealing to large retail partners that are finding space in sets that are still owned by Gatorade. The other kind of liquid IV effect splintered path saw the hydration category move more prominently into a variety of kind of like non-sports usage occasions. You could see this with Pedialyte creating a brand extension for adults looking for hydration reactively, which is really just a fancy way of me saying looking for a hangover cure. <laughs> Now, I just want to kind of end on some quick final thoughts and mention a little bit around where I see the kind of hydration category going next. Outside of a continuation of earlier trends I mentioned, beverage CPG folks should be looking towards the sports and active nutrition niche of the supplement industry. This continues to be the influential epicenter of CPG. So two things I kind of want to mention. Firstly, that you're going to see deeper product advancements. As consumption occasions continue to change, formats are becoming increasingly flexible, and as consumers are paying greater attention to their health and well-being, the functional component of hydration products become increasingly important. I see these deeper product advancements mostly happening through nutraceutical ingredients, such as a personal favorite of mine, Synactive, from New Live Science. 
It's inactive is great for hydration products because it's an ingredient that can aid in ATP production, which is the energy your body uses, but also recovery and endurance. Secondly is probably we're gonna see the flavor partnership trend move towards the hydration category more deeply. Ghost currently uses its Sour Patch Kids in its hydration sticks. G Fuel has done a few things with hydration RTDs with entertainment IP, but Rise has hinted at an RTD beverage utilizing its various licensing partners. But it's still super early to know if these will have the same impact as it did in the energy drinks market. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 